So, first things first, how are you? Very good, thank you. It's uh, getting towards the end of the tour, only one week left from today, actually. I saw that, and that's also why, where I want to start, because what are the feelings when you're nearing the end? Because How do you look back at the last two and a half months or two months? Well, happily, I think. Okay. <laughs> I had some uh, bad luck with my health, getting sick and stuff, but mm. other than that, it's been great. We had some, so many good shows, so much fun. Uh, I just wish I would have been healthier during it. Mm. And, uh, well, this is this is maybe something else uh, to do with it. But you, you were also in a car crash. So, so are you finally kind of recovering now, or? Yeah, we're pretty much good. I mean, okay. uh, after the crash, I still have some hardening pieces in my chin here. I had some stitches done, and uh, there were some fractures uh, in some people. Uh, but uh, I think in the long run, we should all be fine. Yeah, that's good to hear. So you say that well, you look have been sick. So that's kind of what you've been thinking about. Um, if you think about the music then, has it changed for you? Has, has it gotten a different meaning from, from when the f album was first released, now that you've played it and now that you've... Yeah, I don't hate it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did when it first... Yeah, but that's the thing. Since I'm sort of, uh, when it comes to the musical part, I'm not the only one writing music, but I'm the main songwriter in the band, sure. been always. So I'm there for the writing of all the songs, I'm there for the recording, I'm there for the mixing, you know, and that's several, several months. I mean, between up to nine months, you know, from start to finish and then sure. writing the lyrics and everything. So, and towards the end of that process, when you're mixing and you're listening to everything, sort of you train your mind, even though you don't want to, but it is your job to find something, a problem with it. Uh. So you're training yourself to look for mistakes musically and production wise, you know, anything that's a problem needs to be eliminated. So basically, any album at that point, towards the end, at least for me, uh, becomes, you know, I'm so tired of the songs, I've heard them all, <laughs> and all the choices, was it the right choice to get that guitar solo a little bit louder, or, you know, everything. Mm. Uh, so by the time we're done with an album and we're going on a PR tour about it, and you know, we should be excited <laughs> about it, I fucking hate it. <laughs> uh, but now, I mean, it's been a year since we mm. finished it, basically. And uh, now I can actually start to listen to it somewhat objectively, you know. Right, so, so that kind of critical uh, thing is out of your mind. Yeah, now. exactly. You need to give it a rest for a while. So now I can listen to it a little bit more objectively and see what we did good and what we did bad, for example. Yeah, well, uh, let's, let's take uh, the live performance then. Is, is there one song that kind of that worked the way you thought it would, or that, that kind of turned out the way you thought it would? <coughs> Let me think here. Um, yeah, actually, The Red Baron, I had this feeling that that song was gonna be a, a, a nice live vibe. Like, I'm, you know, I had this idea that wherever we put it in the set, it's gonna inject energy back mm. into the show, and that actually is what it does. Okay, and obviously, uh, let's go into that song. Then y you uh, wanted to be a pilot, I believe, when you were younger. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no really. I thought, I thought, oh yeah, actually, I thought I read that. Somewhere. Yeah, that's true, actually. But yeah, but when uh, yeah, when I was a kid, fighter pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, Man, you done your research. So, so impressive. <laughs> so when you. Um, write these type of songs. Is, it, is this song then a little bit closer to you or does it, is, is it all very, very... No, I mean the fact that it's about a fighter pilot, uh, not really, but the fact that it's, you know, old school 
hard rock almost mm. with a bit of Hammond organ. Okay. That might uh, be because it's a little bit different for a Sabaton song, you know. Right. Uh, and uh, that I guess makes it close to my heart because I, I like that you know old Eurahit-ish kind of stuff. Oh, you know? Okay. Because well, one thing I remember from talking to Per was um, that you want to challenge yourselves uh, as much as you can. So going into uh, this record then, was there something that you thought, well, I'm going to focus on this <coughs> uh, type of, like you say now on a certain sound, maybe put in an organ or... Well, we, we don't set out when doing an album. We want every album, actually we want every song to be the best Sabaton song we ever did. Mm. However, we intellectually, we know that's not possible, but emotionally that's what we're going for, obviously. Mm. And um, in the beginning, you're just focusing on good songs. But as things crystallize and you get closer, you know the topics you're gonna use and such. Towards the end, I remember one, uh, the second to last song, The End of the War to End All Wars. I knew, I didn't have the lyrics, but I knew with that song, when I, already when I started writing it, just when I came up with the first idea basically, that I wanted it to be a, what do you call it? Um, somebody having a record looking back at the war as a retrospective, you know, right. thinking, somebody reflecting over the past four years of conflict. So I pretty much knew it, when I started writing it, or in the beginning at least, that this is going to be towards the end, or the last song or second to last song of the album. Mm. And it's going to be about somebody standing, let's say on the uh, 11th uh, of November, looking back. Mm. Uh, in 1918, on the past four years in the conflict, and thinking about how has this changed the world or shaped. Uh, so that one was very different in that sense. Right. Uh, that you know, going in with it with a mission already. You know, when I only had the intro, basically. <laughs> sure. And and that idea then of I mean I mean I find that I find that idea fascinating. That the idea that that war was going to end all wars, and then obviously we know what happened after. Yeah. But, but that concept. What what. <coughs> makes it so interesting to you, kind of that idea, and then how did that idea form into a song? Well, it is, I mean, it's a very dark period, sure. and going into that, and you know, the whole research behind this album was a bit darker. Mm. Uh, it's more atmospheric in the music as well. I'm sorry, I'm getting a bit off topic here, no, but no, I'll, I'll look back. Um, because if you look at the two, our two previous records before this one, one was like heroes. Mm. We're looking for heroism in, for in individuals or in smaller groups. That is going to be a little bit lighter at least. And then Last Stand, which is also a heroic act to make that choice to do a Last Stand. Of course, in many cases, these people died, you know, but it's a heroic act celebrating. So the music is going to be a bit more uplifting. Right. While on this album, there aren't that many of those songs. There's, or at least there's much more darkness in it, you know? Mm. And um, with this whole topic, how it re actually reshaped the world, and in a way, the modern European map is a lot thanks to mm. World War I, or the Great War, that conflict, you know? If you look at the map before then, that conflict, yes, most kids wouldn't know what it was. What's this Ottoman Empire, you know? Sure. Austro-Hungarian, what? You know, a lot of nations we, we see as, you know, well, obvious nation, nations didn't exist right. at that point, you know. They might have 
existed in the past and then came back again. But you know, <laughs> with these things, it's very fluid <laughs> over history. Uh, <laughs> so um, no, it was a really interesting trip to go to, and you know, uh, even though it was a pretty dark one, and I remember speaking to Indy, who is our host for our Sabaton History Channel, mm. and he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, but think about this: uh, never ever in mankind's history." has there been more advances in the medical field mm -hmm. than over those four years? Mm -hmm. so it's like, yeah, it's pretty true, actually. So, so it's almost out of necessity, those four years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of you know, wh what is interesting about that, and, and I, I want to I, I ask you about the band and stuff as well, but w one thing I find interesting about what you just said is, is that maybe, because of the separation of time, I mean, nobody who kind of experienced the First World War is, is really alive anymore. The Second World War, we still have some, some people who can relay the story. But so, so was that the kind of uh, motivating factor for you as well, like uh, reminding yourself of, of what happened back then? Yeah, I mean, we came across, the first time we got the idea of maybe we should do something about World War I was 2008, when we right. were researching for uh, Art of War, me and Pat. We right. came across Clicks of Gallipoli and uh, The Price of a Mile. The, those two songs are about World War I. And um, we thought, wow, we should do something about it. And that was always in the back of our minds, but it, we never had the what do you call it, the depth of material. Mm. And we've, been, we've had several other ideas. I mean, we have five ideas of albums, <laughs> <laughs> themes to work with at sure. all times. But with this one now, when also it was the, well, the anniversary, I guess you could call it, uh, mm. or the celebration of the 100 years of the end of the war, a lot of stories were brought up, you know, if it was on movies, if it was in historical magazines, obviously. So a lot of those things came back into the light, which kept reminding us. Yeah. And then we realized that we're going to start in late 2018 to record an album. No, in, to record an album. We could start on November 11, 2018, exactly 100 years after the war ended. So we thought, yeah, it's got to be now or never. You know, <laughs> we'll never have a better chance. Is that a lot of pressure then for, for you as, as the primary songwriter? Okay, now we need that body of work? Uh, yeah, hell. It's hell, actually. Okay. I, uh, because, as I said, I don't want to let anyone down. I don't sure. want to let the fans down. I don't want to let myself or the other band members down. <coughs> Everybody likes different things. Mm -hmm. Some people like it when we go and do something unexpected. And they really appreciate that. Some people like it when we do exactly Sabaton 101 and do that. Some people like it when we go old school, you know? Uh, so it's a really a battle we can't win. <laughs> it's a loose, loose situation <laughs> as a songwriter, really. But we've uh, taken it sort of in a... I would like to say we're an evolutionary band, but not a revolutionary band. You know, if you listen to any one Sabaton album and then the next one, you can hear a difference. It's not going to be a huge difference, you know, mm. you, but you can see somewhere it's going. However, if you were to listen to our first album and then to The Great War, that's a huge difference, right. you know. So, so it's a gradual step. Yeah, it's a gradual evolution and we sort of test the waters both where do we want to go, where does the fans prefer us to go? Because I think it's a, it has to be in symbiosis with each other. Sure. You know, every album we do two, one to two songs that are a little bit out there. Sometimes they work great and then maybe they become part of the natural expected Sabaton sound. I would mm. say Ghost Division, when we did that in 2008, uh, was a bit of a you know experiment going out there. Now it's exactly what people expect from Sabaton. Mm. It become a pop. It, that thing became a part of our core sound, if you will. Um, <coughs> while um, yeah, let's have um, 
coat of arms, for example, we did uh, the final solution, which was hugely popular. Mm. And then we did Wehrmacht, which is also a different one, on that, sure. but not very popular. I mean, some people like it. I do as well. But it's, um, we never know what works live, what are we going to enjoy one year from now. Because it's always the danger as well of, oh, this is feels new, this feels fresh. Mm. And therefore, you like it. Mm. But is it really going to be good a year from right. now? So do we really want to bet a whole album on something that feels new and fresh? But is it really? Or are we going to sit there six months later when the album is about to be released and realize that wasn't very good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that was too much to yeah. the two left. Or, or so we, uh, we actually focus mostly on getting really good songs. And as long as they are, they don't have to be inside the Cybertron framework, mm. but they can't be five steps away. If they're one, two or three steps away, that's fine, you know? Uh, they have to live in the neighborhood. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. yeah. Right. And then uh, maybe the neighborhood expands, you know, for every album. Sure. Uh, so, uh, I mean, obviously, the what could be considered a Sabaton song these days is much wider than it was 15 years ago. So with that in mind, then, and maybe it's way too early to ask this, but uh, is your mind already with kind of what comes next and, and the next song? Oh, yeah. My mind goes to the next already before we're done recording. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like you say, you're sick of the, 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 yeah. the one album. I think it's a protection <laughs> mechanism, you know. I'm so sick of this shit. What are we going to do next? Do you think about, oh, how liberating I could do this and that, you know. So I'll keep it quick then, but what, what, can you, what have you noticed about what, what occupies your mind now musically? Musically? Oh. And then it can be in terms of lyrics or, or themes uh, as well. Well, uh, we, ha we have a lot of ideas and I don't want to go into them because, not because I want to be secretive, but we've done that in the past that we talked about things we had planned and then we didn't do them and people got really disappointed right. and sad because in the end we have to go in with a few ideas and then see, we can't say you know, two years from now what we are going to feel most passionate about. Mm. And we noticed that if we do it because we said we had to and it feels boring it's not going to be as good as i mean for example the last stand when we went into that we changed the whole theme of the album just a few months before going into the recording because we were not we had an, a different thing planned for it but we couldn't feel it we couldn't match it up with the songs so we changed it around to last stands and all of a sudden we became passionate you know about that topic and everything started falling together so we chose to look into that so I can't really say what we're going to do next, because I don't know, actually. Fair we have enough. a lot of ideas. But musically, I mean, I listen to everything, especially when we're on tour. Trust me, I have enough of heavy metal every day with sound checks <laughs> and other bands and everything. So when I'm on tour, it c it's usually something else. It could be classical music, it could be ABBA, for fuck's sake, okay. you know, whatever it is. Dire Straits, you know? Sure. But when I get home and I'm, you know, I know myself, if I'm coming home, in the spring, and uh, with two weeks of tour, and I'm turning on the grill. Yeah, it's gonna be 80s hard rock metal. I'm gonna put accept <laughs> on or something like that, you know. Fair enough. Joachim, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you.